What is up, Thrive Tribe? It is your boy, your friend, your homie, and your host of the Thrive University podcast, Jeremy Abramson. And I am beyond excited for today's show with the one and only Giselle Orentas. And I have been following Giselle on Instagram for a few years now, and I am just so impressed by what she shares with the world and the way that she communicates her journey, her message of holistic health and healing. And I really truly believe that you're gonna gain so much knowledge and inspiration from this conversation. And as always, I really try to provide the highest quality experience for you listening. So that's why we don't interrupt the show with a bunch of ads and sponsorships. And I really just want you to be present and allow yourself to receive all of the beautiful knowledge and wisdom that Giselle shares with us. So as always, if this conversation brings you value, please tag myself on Instagram at CoachJeremy305 and also tag Giselle. She shares her handle later on in the episode. So. Without further ado, enjoy this conversation with myself and the one and only Giselle Orentas. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host, your homie, your chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And today we have a very, very, very special episode for you. We have Miss Giselle Orentas in the building, and Giselle is an intuitive health and life coach, and her mission is to empower women and help them take control of their health, habits, and happiness. Giselle, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. Thank yes. you. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited because I've been following you for quite a while, and I just really aligned with a lot of the messages that you put out in the world. And I'm grateful that we are making this happen. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Synchronicities. <laughs> exactly. So for everyone listening, this is actually Giselle and I's first time connecting in person and we're doing it on the podcast. Yay. So I think that's pretty dope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the power of intuition yeah. and how you help women infuse that into their day-to-day -day life. Yeah, so I feel like I've had this intuitive power because we all have it, right? But I, I've had it pretty strong since I was like a little girl. Mm. But now, um, these past years, I'm like conscious about it. And it's actually more powerful when you can really like, you know, work on your intuition knowing already what what is, you know, already. So what I, and I don't feel like, the word teaching is what I use. I just kind of like show them tools so they can reconnect with what they already know. Because I, I feel that uh, as we grow up, we have all this wisdom, right? When we were born, right? And then society and the way you were raised and then friends and schools and all these, they, it, it starts like, like uh, putting you to sleep. So you start forgetting all of these things. 
So what I just do is I, I just share like my lifestyle and how, what is intuition for me? And it's basically the most important thing is to be in presence because if there's so much noise around you and you're always sort of thinking of the past or the future and, and just being busy all the time, how are you really going to listen to all what your body's communicating, what your cells are telling you, what your mm. heart is, is telling you. So it's kind of like just being in that receptive mode where you can really feel what intuition is and, you know, not like, like ego, ego talk, you know? So mm. it's really trusting your, all of your bodies, the message that, that your bodies are telling you and, uh, and yeah, and, and just go with it, you know, by exploring, by experiencing. And I always say that intuition, when you make a decision, it's always not like beautiful butterflies, but it's kind of like one of those things that intuitively we, we thought, Oh, I have to, I have to do that. Or I have to, mm go there, you know, and for some reason you needed to experience that because your soul came here to live that experience. So intuition could be many things, but the one thing that we know is that we have to be in presence and we have to pause sometimes to really listen to it. Mm, I love that. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. Yeah. You mentioned that you felt kind of these early signs of a higher knowing when you were young and you also mentioned how and i completely agree by the way that the way that our school system is set up and the way that really society is set up especially in america is that we domesticate our children we take these beautiful innocent intuitive beings and we throw them in a classroom of fluorescent lighting forcing them to sit down forcing them to learn things that don't even fucking matter most of the time and it's really an interesting paradox that we've created in the West. And I'm curious to know what were some of those early signs of that intuition that you had? Do you remember any of them? I don't remember like, like it's like a blur to me, but what I did know is that I always felt that, that I, I couldn't fit in, you know, mm. or that I, I don't know. I was just interested. I was interested in, in, in other things, but it's really, like my childhood is really a blur to me. And when I see pictures, cause my mom shows me, I'm like, Oh, you have pictures. It's like some things come back to me. But, but now is that I remember like things that I used to like when I was like a kid and uh, I am doing it now as, as an adult. What are some of those things? Like dancing, singing, hey. you know, hey. and, uh, and I, for a long time I couldn't, hear my voice like I knew I like I like to sing but uh two years ago I in a meditation I started singing and I heard my voice and uh, that's when I learned the power of a voice the medicine that it's voice mm. so those are like you know like few of the things like I don't remember exactly my childhood like in that way or like what what were the things but I do know that I need to um do those things now as, as an adult and you talked about like school and everything and at school like I never connected with any of the classes 
any. I Where connected did you grow up, grow up, by the way? In Venezuela. Okay. Yeah, Maracaibo. And I never connected with the classes. Like, I was just into art and I like my English class and those things. But, like, like history and, and, and just things like that. I don't know. I just never connected. It doesn't matter how much I studied. I would fail the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. And then, uh, and then I came here and I knew I wanted to go to college here. And I didn't know what to study. And I just had to pick something. I feel like I had that pressure from my dad. You know, I love my dad. But I, I feel like I had that pressure that I came here and I needed to study something. And I did study something. I went to marketing advertising. But it's a blur, the whole thing. It was more of like the adrenaline where we're going to have a test. But... But, but that's it. And I'm not doing anything that I studied. It's just like ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. And I decided to do, to do it differently with my girls. I have two girls and I know that whatever they are hearing right now and doing right now is just gonna, it's just so important, you know, because by the time they grow up, they're just going to have this sense of, of, no, I don't believe in what's right or what's wrong, but it, at least it's going to be a little bit more coherent, you know, yeah, more connection because because you shared with me that they go to the Center Academy, which is an incredible yeah. school here in Miami mm -hmm. and they do things a little differently. Yeah. And I think it's just it's cool for you to be able to pass on your experiences, emotional wounds, traumas, whatever, and be able to apply that to your kids and cultivate a little bit more intention in the way that you raise them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so I'm so excited and and I'm so grateful and and blessed to to have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you mentioned finding your voice, right? So a, a story for me, I've shared it a couple times but but not too much is when I was a little boy like 7, 8, 9, I was the class clown every time. And I went to a Jewish school. So there's it was kind of strict, but I was a good student, but literally my dad would always tell my teachers before the school year started, Hey, if Jeremy's ever a problem, call me. My dad's a busy ass guy at the time. He's a brain doctor, right? They, he gives him his pager, his work number. And of course he gets some calls from my teacher. Hey, Jeremy's talking in class. He's just messing around, goofing off with his friends. And the way that my dad would discipline me, right? is he would put me in my room and make me write hundreds of sentences. I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class. I will not talk in class. And I know my dad's intentions were pure. Like he was trying to infuse more discipline and respect. But the way my subconscious programmed that was that my voice didn't matter. So for like middle school, high school, college, I never spoke up. I was fucking terrified. There's so many times where I wanted to, but I never did because... I didn't think my voice mattered. Um, I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to be judged, all of those things. And then medicine, actually, the real light bulb was four years ago when I first did ayahuasca in Peru. And that just like blew that narrative apart, right? Yeah. And it was pretty beautiful to kind of see that unfold. And shortly thereafter, I actually started this podcast, taking my content more seriously. But I'm curious to know, you mentioned that you had the aid of some medicine to really help you kind of open up your voice. What was that experience? And if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. yeah. And then and then maybe, yeah, I'm just curious about that shift because I think a lot of people, especially women sometimes, 
have a closed throat chakra. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're scared to speak up. Mm-hmm. They're scared to speak their truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, a little bit yeah. about that. So, yeah. So before talking about my experience with, you know, with these sacred plants, uh, I wanted to, to go back to when I started integrating more, more plants and juices and vegetables to my life. Cause mm. that for me was the beginning of, of something. There was like an activation there. Like the first week where I was introduced to like carrot juice and celery. And this was like nine, 10 years ago. I, I was just like, I felt that I was drinking a drug and I'm like, why did I, didn't I know about this? You know? So I started sharing it on Instagram and that's when I thought of my, like, oh, my business is going to be La Vida Organica, the organic life. And I just started sharing like my journey and that's what, you know, you know, and that's when I became a, a health coach and I did other, other programs and, um, and then there was like, and I, and I got married and I had, you know, my two girls and I was feeling, even though I was growing and I was very, you know, awake, you know, like I, I already knew like the health system and I, I already knew a lot of things like, like I didn't vaccinate my girls, you know, like I kind of like was aware of many things. There was still something missing. So mm. I just felt that. Every time I would wake up and I would just feel like something's missing. I'm like, why can't I feel this like unconditional love? Why, if I have everything, why is what's missing? Like, I was just like so irritated and I would be moody and and all these things. And, and then I'm like, okay, no, I don't need to be moody. I choose to be moody. So I'm just going to reprogram and I'm going to start like taking control of how I feel, how I want to wake up and, and all these things, you know, I started working on that, but they were like so heavy. I felt that I was doing all these things and I was just like tired. Like what else am I going to have to do? You know, cause I was really doing a lot of things. And when was this, when was this taking place a couple of years so, ago? So what I'm talking about right now is like 2019. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of 2019, I went to a group you know, it was like an event and we had to introduce each other. And I don't remember exactly what I said, but then somebody approached me and told me, I feel like you should, you should take like this sacred plant class. And then after this class, they offer a mushroom ceremony. And I just, I'm like, it just, it was perfect. I wanted to do it so bad. I don't know but like, I think this was mentioned to me before, even a friend told me like, Giselle, I told you if you wanted to go to this ceremony, but I don't remember. Cause when you're not, when you're not ready, you don't hear it, mm. you know, but this time when this person approached me and told me about that, I already saw myself doing it. So I did it and it was a beautiful, you know, we were like 10, it was very sacred Um, I did, we did like five grams of mushrooms and I was just crying the whole ceremony. I was crying because they showed me like my intention was really to feel that unconditional love. I didn't think about, oh, this is what I need to work on. But the medicine showed me the, the niños, they showed me 
this is, you know, your your dad's linaje. How do you say linaje? lineage? Yeah, lineage. And this is all the abuse that's happened. And they showed me my dad's childhood and everything, and I was just crying all the time, just feeling like this guilt of like, why did I try to change my dad? I, I didn't talk to him. I haven't talked to him for six years. He didn't, he, he, he never, he didn't meet my two girls. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason that I was feeling just like, you know, like it was heavy. It was heavy for me, but I never thought that it was that because I thought that I did like, you know, that I just stopped talking to him because I just didn't want his energy, you know, but it was real that I, I didn't accept him for who he was. And in, in a way that's a little bit of resentment, right? So in that ceremony, I felt so much love for my dad. I called him after a week of integration. I called him, I went to visit him. He met my girls and ever mm. since, doesn't matter what my sisters or my mom say about my dad, I've never seen him less than love. It's, it, it was like, it was just like amazing. It was unbelievable. So after that, <clears throat> um, I just got so many activations. I feel that's why forgiving, but it, it's not about forgiving. It's about understanding. Mm. When you start understanding and no judgment and you just try to start releasing all those resentments, these activations start happening just because you were holding something so heavy that it's really low, you know? And then you just like release it and, and, and then your, your true frequency and vibration starts like amplifying. Right. And then, uh, in a meditation, um, my meditations after that were different. They were just like 40 minutes. Can, can I ask you a couple of questions before you drop into <laughs> yeah. the meditation? Just cause yeah. like you jump that first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. That's such like a, I literally got goosebumps as you were sharing that because I can really relate to that story, not necessarily with my dad, but with my brother. And I think what you mentioned about the medicine, it always gives you what you need. And I think a lot of people, if they really understand that it's going to give you what you need, which is different from what you want, right? Because we spend our whole lives numbing ourselves running away from the things that we actually need to face head on if we want to create true health and healing in our life, right? And, and we've been programmed to do that, whether it's with alcohol, whether it's binging on Netflix, whether it's just getting blackout drunk on the weekends. So the fact that you were able to really receive that message is so powerful you know, in like that level of surrender, because I'm sure, like you said, it wasn't easy when it was happening in that moment, like, you know, with, yeah. with facing some of those things that maybe you weren't even aware of or conscious of, Yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, in a way I, I did know my dad didn't have like an easy childhood, but like, I'm a very visual person. So for some reason, the medicine knew that if they showed me visually, you know, instead of just like whispering, like visually see few things, mm. I was just going to get it. It was, I was just going to get it, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think that message is really powerful too, because I know a lot of people listening and watching right now are holding on to resentment, whether they recognize it or not 
for a parent, for a sibling, for an ex-partner. And by holding on to that resentment, like you said, it's just inhibiting your own ability to truly love yourself because you're holding on to this thing that is weighing you down. You said you felt heavy. You could feel that blockage. Yeah. It's crazy. Real quick, before you continue, because I, I want to throw it back to you. This show's about you. Um, but it's crazy because <laughs> my first night of doing ayahuasca four years ago, I was purging, right? And, and I remember, like, literally at one point I was purging, and it was purging for my brother. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, viscerally feeling his pain and suffering mm -hmm. in a way that, I never experienced before. Yeah. So it built a whole new level of compassion, right? And it allowed me to approach things from a new angle and perspective. And that's what I tell people in terms of like plant medicine, whether it's mushrooms, ayahuasca, whatever it is, it's like these plants, that's what they are. Like they're here for a reason. They've been used for thousands of years. Yeah. They allow you to really unravel some of your old stories and narratives that have been holding you back and stealing away your power and potential. Yeah. And they allow you to really heal because now we're addressing the root cause. We're not putting a Band-Aid over a bullet wound mm -hmm. like we do so often. Yeah. So sorry, I went yeah. off on a tangent. No, no, no but... But yeah, so I'm, I'm really glad you shared that. Um, but you were saying about your meditation, yeah. how it changed the way that your meditation practice was so yeah so before it was like really hard for me to 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 meditate i'm not saying that you need to do plants or or mushrooms to to start feeling you know this type of meditation that i'm going to talk about mm. but it, it just happened to me so after after ceremony my meditations were not um i wasn't still like my body energetically was moving and my neck was just like doing like this and I couldn't stop. I was like, just, you know, I was just going with the flow and energetically letting be what needed to be released, you know, cause I kind of have a sense of un like, I, I was understanding. I don't know what's what was happening. It was weird, but I knew that, that this is something, you know, if, if this is not me doing it, and it's my it's energetically something that it's moving something needs to move to to release so mm. i was doing a lot of that a lot of movement in my meditation and then also when the movement stopped i would like my my neck would just go like this and i had to like ah, like start releasing everything and until i didn't stop releasing like it wouldn't go like this so let's mm. say if I'm like, oh, shit, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I just want to do this. I couldn't. It was something like, it was, it was like this. Like, I couldn't. So I had to, like, release until energetically wow. my, 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 my cool. bodies were, like, released, mm. you know? So. What do you think the biggest thing you released was? Was it that resentment or something else? No, I think that I released, I think there was, there's so many things. There's so many things that, that we that we hold on to. So I can't tell you that it was one specific thing, but this mm. happened in every meditation. And then I feel when I, when that alignment started happening and, uh, and then I learned that this was an, a Kundalini activation. Um, uh, I started singing 
first started singing, I didn't know what I was singing because it's no language. It's just sounds, you know, and uh, and every time that I would sing, it was different. And then I started talking light language. So when I was singing, I had no idea what it was. And I was lonely, you know, I would just didn't know what is this? And I was asking a few people and they didn't know. And one day I shared on Instagram, look, this is what's happening to me. If somebody knows, like hit me up, you know, because there was nothing on the web at that time, nothing about, about light language. And then somebody wrote to me and she's like, Giselle, I think you activated light language. And she sent me a couple of links and I, and I read it and I, and I, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is definitely it. So yeah. what is it? Tell us about tell us about light language. So light language is like a universal language and when people activate this, it's just very natural. And I feel like everybody has access to light language. We just need to let go and of resistance. Mm. I feel that when we go into this like meditation state and when we are aligned, we can just start talking and it's a language which is no language that goes straight to the heart so even when i get into meditation and i start connecting with this language even if you start to think about it or like what is it or what is it that she's saying you're not going to be able to understand it it's something about surrendering and just being open to receiving to that activation Mm. yeah so like people call it also like alien language because it's alien because <laughs> alien because okay. it does sound like a little you know like alienish and maybe ancestral but but yeah i mean it's not something that you can force and uh, a lot of people say they they can go to like like to like a workshop to learn from it or anything i don't i don't know if you can get it if you're not if if you're not ready like vibrationally mm. or just ready i don't know it's something that i that happened to me out of nowhere and i didn't know about it i really yeah. didn't know about it but i knew like as i was um doing it to myself in meditation then the message was clear that i needed to share it that once yeah. i felt comfortable with me then now it was time to to share it. At first, were you a little nervous? Like people are going to think I've lost my shit, that I'm crazy. It was so crazy because not only did I share it with like one person, I was sharing it in groups, you know, with my friends. So I started with like my friend has like a meditation, you know, studio. So I was I started sharing it there and then another event there. And then I did my own like event and that was like the first one where they all knew me and they came like for me and it was the first time they saw me like that because i've been they know me about intuitive eating and health and nutrition but it was my first time holding space for a group Mm. um in meditation and uh the transmission of light language that's and amazing. I was so nervous and I had no fucking clue what I was doing, but I knew that it was something that I needed to do. Yeah. I still feel like I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. It just right. feels right, you know? <laughs> exactly. It's trusting, trusting that intuition and like surrendering to it. Yeah. 
we might have to activate that at the next event I was telling you about before we were recording these live events I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. The mm -hmm. expansion experience. I feel like that could be powerful. <laughs> I'm curious because, so I, this is different. I know than light language, but like, I think I have this unique gift where it's like straight channeling from source. Mm -hmm. So like when I'm facilitating things, you know, like I told you earlier, I like to prepare and like just have a flow of how things are going to go. But like when I'm in that energetic arena, things just flow. I mean, Santiago's probably seen me like when I'm at events facilitating, but sometimes I'll just close my eyes and fucking channel for a couple minutes and just like speak out loud whatever's coming through. Mm. The message that I feel like at that moment needs to be heard to this yeah. specific group of people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's different than light language because I'm speaking in English. I'm not speaking alien language, yeah. but I feel it's the same. I right. feel we all have like, you know, like also like, like I do, I do channel also like language as well. And, and kind of like comparing both and even comparing with like, let's say Reiki or any other energetic, you know, these are all activations and mm. I don't think they should have like labels. They do have different names, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's just, it is the same, you know, and any, and any activation, you know, it's really just leading us to, to love. That's, mm. that's really the thing is like, we just complicate everything. <laughs> yeah. We love to complicate everything. And at the end of the day, it's like no judging, understanding, just love, you know, have fun, feel what you have to feel and move on. You know, that's, that's about it. But right. I feel like they're, they're all in the same like umbrella because mm. it, it's all coming from source. It's, so was this, was this light activation? This was a product of that mushroom ceremony, correct? I feel like, uh, I feel, yeah, I feel in that ceremony, I released something that was just really heavy that wasn't letting me experience this activation just because I was holding on to so many things. Mm. And then after the meditations where I, st I was still releasing shit, you know, then it's like when it natural just, just popped. <laughs> wow. And uh, it maybe it was like I was I was ready to receive it. You know, when you're ready to receive it, not not everybody's ready to receive certain things. And that's why we have to respect each person's time, rhythm, journey. choices, you know, journeys, all of it. Yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to respect and and uh, like, you know, we heal when we're ready. We don't uh, we don't decide like I want to know it's 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 really when you're ready that that you, you're like, I'm ready. And for some reason, the universe starts like, okay, you're ready? Okay, good. Do, 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 right. do. And it starts sending you like, like all the things. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I, I did like three <laughs> mushroom ceremonies after that. I did like, uh, um, in these two years, I've done like three times ayahuasca. I've done bufo. <laughs> I've done cambo. Um, what else? And they all have a, a message, you know, and, and then I've been like, and then I stopped. I feel that I had so much things to integrate. Yeah. And, uh, I don't feel the need to, to do any of that right now, maybe later on. For sure. But, uh, I do see sometimes when people get stuck 
in there and they can't go out. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm grateful that I, I love, I'm look up, I'm a Scorpio and I love to go to the root of things and I love to feel everything mm. and, and live that, you know, and then I can go out and understand everything. That's See, kind things of like from my that personality. zoomed out perspective, like it's Google Earth and you're zooming out and now you're able to see you from a different point of view. Yeah, because I just feel that it's all an illusion. Everything mm. is an illusion. Mm. Before plants is an illusion. During plants is also an illusion. Right. Now it's everything is really an, an, an illusion. There's no right or wrong. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to do certain things, you, you know? And sometimes, like, and this is from my perspective, I feel like when uh, I was healing and going through all of these, I started um, abandoning, like, versions of me because I think, like, I thought that, Ooh, I couldn't be sexy like anymore or sensual and things like that. But as I started like integrating many things and kind of like moving out and stop actually even going to event after event after an event, I needed that time alone so I can see and get to know myself again. Mm. I started reconnecting again with, with my versions and I did see also the versions that I created that I needed to dissolve. How do, like when, you know, when you get married or when you have kids, you start thinking like, oh, now I have to do this, 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 and that. I right. can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> These two years were like pretty big. Kind of like shifting your identity a little bit. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. How do you, how do you build intimacy with yourself? Like if someone, if someone is looking to attract, you know, more intimacy, more affection, more love, right? We have to be able to give it to ourselves first. What's a way when you were spending that time by yourself that you were able to kind of strengthen that connection to yourself? Was it journaling? Was it? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a little bit of, of everything. It was, it was just feeling so much. And also um, writing a lot. And just feeling comfortable with being with being alone. Mm. And if I got into, you know, contact with, with somebody because of an experience that I needed to go through, it was something also that I that I saw myself that I needed to to learn from, you know? Mm. So it's it's it could be like a lonely journey or it could also be meeting new experiences that is going to lead you still to those things that you still need to heal. Mm. That's dope. Did it make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> made sense. This is amazing, by the way. We were talking about like, like everything's an illusion. This conversation is definitely not, a, not an illusion. I hope not because I, I really genuinely appreciate your openness. It's really cool because like this is the first time I'm obviously hearing these things. So I'm trying to absorb and be present and not worry about like like what should we talk about next right <laughs> just like allow that flow to happen yeah and i think that's powerful and um it's beautiful that you had that journey and that you're still on that journey and i think what you said about integrating plants plant medicine is super important because 
it's very easy to experience one of those times, experience some breakthroughs, you get super excited, and it's like, all right, like when's the next one? Before actually integrating all of the divine downloads that you received from that previous experience. And I see it all the time in the plant medicine world. And that's why I say like, why I'm a huge fan of microdosing is I compare it to going to the dentist, right? You go to the dentist once a year, maybe twice a year, right? For a deep cleaning, a reset. Yeah. And then in between that, you're brushing, you're flossing, you're maintaining. And that's what I think microdosing does is it allows you to kind of stay sharp and stay integrating with all of these lessons that you are learning on a day-to-day basis. And something else that you said that I don't want to forget about that I think is super important is once you're able to release some of that shit that you're holding on to, that's no longer serving you, all of these other possibilities and opportunities start to open up. And you can never anticipate that. Because you can't see what you can't see. Yeah. And once you free up some of that space, it allows you to tap into so much more power and potential. And that's what you've seemed to do. Yeah. You know, I feel like us, like you were, you were, you were saying about like, like we women, like our throat chakra is like so blocked, you know, Mm. it's because, and by the way, men too, because it's like, don't cry. You can't say this. Don't do that. Like all these things, right? Facts. That start building up and like men can become very violent, right? When they ha- when they are like holding so much, you know, because they just can't mm. feel or express, you know, whatever. Right. So I think with, with women too, um, we are all, we also, it's like, like, oh, like, no, you just stay there. Don't, don't say anything. Don't, don't, don't fight it. Like. For me, in my case, I feel because they asked me this question in a workshop. When did you feel that your that your throat chakra started blocking? And uh, I was like thinking, and I mean, like for me, my whole all my twenties. I'm 37. All my twenties, I was depressed. You Mm. know, I was depressed my whole twenties, and then it was because I had this incident happen when I was. I think I was 20 years old. Hey, Jeremy, what is the best deodorant to use? Hey, Jeremy, what is the best sunscreen to use that isn't filled with cancer-causing chemicals? Hey, Jeremy, what is the best oil to use when cooking food? These are just some of the questions that I receive every single day. And I want to make sure that I am doing everything I can to provide you with the best content, with the best resources to take 100% ownership of your health. And that's exactly why I created this Master Your Nutrition program to really give you a full comprehensive guide to live your best life and make the best decisions for your health and your family's health. And the best part about this is that it's only $29 and you get lifetime access because I don't want money to get in the way of your health and of your growth. So if you are looking to level up your lifestyle this summer, make sure to hit the link in the show notes and take your nutrition, your life, your health, your happiness to the next level.
Now, let's get back to the show. And it was like, like somebody put something on my drink. Mm. And, and you know, you can, you can visualize whatever happened after. And after that, I got so traumatized. I, I, you know, I just couldn't even talk and I decided to, to block it, you know? Mm. And, um, and not only that, at that time, and this is, and the reason I'm, I'm you're going to understand why I'm saying this story that time also was so traumatizing for me, not only for what this person did to me, but because this person was friends of the, 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 the guy that I loved at that time. Oh, and wow. even though we were in, in the same country because I moved to Miami, um, this guy heard another story because these, uh, this other guy started talking about me like if it was like conscient, you know, and like, con like with consent and all that. Yeah. And, and, and it really wasn't, but I stayed silent. And recently... After I think it's 14 years, I contacted my ex to tell him the true story. Oh wow. And this is how you open your 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 throat chakra. Whatever we need to express, we express it. And I thought this thing was closed because I've healed it, because I understand it, because I don't hold any grudges, I don't I don't hold any resentment. But the, there was something still coming up. And it was mm. how hurt I felt by the, that the other person was going to find out. Mm. I was 17 years, no, I was 20, almost 20 years old. And, um, and it was so hurtful. So now he knows at least my version of the story. And it was like a release. I'm like, I'm like at peace with mm. that story. And it's closed, you know. But sometimes we keep this closed because we're afraid of what they're going to say of what they're going to think because we think that it only happens to us but when we start speaking up many women are like oh, yeah it happened to me too or this is happening to me too or and all these things so we get more connected and when we're all connected we understand that we're just we're just all one you know there's nothing anybody can do right now at this moment that I feel that I can judge that person. I've, I've done that also maybe in this life and past lives. And I, if I understand that, then I understand you and anybody, you know? Yo, I think we might have to find a new title for what you do because <laughs> I'm not sure intuitive health and life coach <laughs> subs it up. You know what I'm saying? No, I think I think what you're doing and, and the story that you're telling through your experiences is a huge reason why a lot of women resonate with your message. You know, and I think uh, it's going to allow you to continue creating a greater impact as you continue just stepping into that truth and like sharing openly. You know, it's pretty amazing to see like once you start doing it, right? Once it, all it takes is one time. Yeah. All it takes is one time to take an action that goes against your previous story or narrative. Yeah. And now you start to think like, oh fuck, I just proved that thing that I thought was a truth as actually a false reality. And now I'm gonna take control of this narrative and create whatever fucking life it is that I desire because I just proved myself wrong. Yeah. But it takes courage. It takes courage 
courage will always beat comfort yeah. 10 times out of 10. Yeah, whatever is happening in this present moment, it's because of the, de the decisions we are taking or that we're not taking. And for me, I'm not going to stay of I'm not going to stay with a what if mm. I would have not no, like what if I would have called him, you know, like, no, I'm going to experience it. And whatever happens, happens. Like, I don't fucking care anymore. Like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm just going to be like doing what's best for me. And, uh, and obviously without hurting intentionally anybody, you know, but I do feel that, um, our best tool is to be authentic to do what we love and to stop caring about about what other people think, you know? When did you get to that place? Like, can you, can you say like for certain now that you genuinely don't give a fuck about what other people think of you? I feel that I, f I feel that it's faces, you know, mm. you know how self-love is like faces. It's not that one day you're like all self-love, mm. right? Yeah. Like you, there's moments where I felt that way. I'm like, oh, this is what it is. Right, right, right. Oh, so that's it. So what else, you know? And then yeah, boom, yeah. life throws another experience when it, where it shows you like, mm, there's something to work here on, right, you know? Right, right, so right. I, but I feel like authenticity and to not give a fuck goes like that, where you mm. do things and you feel authentic and you really don't give a fuck. And then maybe there's another thing, another situation or experience where it's telling you like oh you do give a fuck a little bit right, right, so right. let's work on this you know but i Facts. think since um since last year okay actually you know what i feel like since 2020 after my my mushroom ceremony i was sharing even like you know how after you, you when you leave ceremony you're in this like high state and everything is love look at the mountains <laughs> right, the right. birdies I was look at this beautiful cup wow the architecture. This is oh, high vibration. How did a human <laughs> being create this beautiful cup? Like, love yourself. You need yeah. to just feel it, you know? So I was going live on my Instagram and just showing myself like that. Right, right, right. Many people were feeling the same. And a lot of people were like, what the fuck, Giselle? Like, unfollow. Like, mm. what cult are, did you join and all these things? Mm. But I wasn't giving a fuck. I wasn't scared of people, like, you know, unfollowing me and stuff. I was just, like, just being myself, you know? In yeah. in that version that I was at, at that time. And I feel like right now, I'm at this point where I also dissolved some versions and reactivated like versions of my highest self what i truly am and also i don't give a fuck you know and yeah i'm not saying that i don't give a fuck a hundred percent but it's definitely a higher percentage than you know every time it's like a higher percentage mm. i feel i love that no i think what you said is spot on like there's times where you're like so grounded in who the fuck you are where it's like like you just laugh at someone who judges you, yeah. right? And you know it's just a reflection of what they're going through in their experience. Yeah. Right? Like if, like I want to, I just think it's so funny because like <laughs> you've been on social media for a long time. Like you've seen it and I'm sure it's a completely different perspective for you because like you're a woman and you know, you're putting out this message and obviously our experiences are unique, but like 
I built this huge following, especially on TikTok. And like people will talk shit for literally putting out a message promoting health and happiness. And it's like for someone to actually spend the time to consume your content, then type something malicious behind a screen. I go to a place of compassion. Yeah. Like where must that person be in their life that they feel the need to use their most valuable asset, which is time to try to bring another human being down, Yeah, you know? So I think that's the approach I have when something like that. But, um, anyways, uh, I used to to get triggered a lot, you know, because when you have a big following, like you're just going to get different type of energies. And I used to get triggered a lot. And, and yeah, as we evolve, as we, expand our heart or however you want to say it we do understand and we 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 have to feel compassionate to those to those beings you know too because we were there we were there yeah we were all there just because you know it's like and going back to to mom and dads that i feel that it's a lot of it's something that many people have that resentment that like why didn't I have this type of mom or this type of dad or why my mom did this or my dad did this I feel that we need to come into understanding that our mom and dad had an information at that time that's what they had available at that present moment you know and now I have this information you know so that's what lineage is we're evolving and my girls and 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 this is what helped me because I always had like this, like why my mom did this. And you know, even I didn't talk for my mom for a year. Mm. We were just fighting so much. And in that year I grew and she grew and now our relationship is stronger, you know, cause we were best friends and then we were like enemies and I'm like, what is going on? You know? Right. And for me to be a mom is like, shit, I'm doing the best that I can. I'm doing, honestly, like I'm doing the best that I can. Even when I lose my shit, because I'm not the perfect mom, sometimes I lose it, you know? And I'm like, my mom did the best she could. Mm. And to be honest, I'm doing the best that I can with the information that I have. And listen to me, my kids are going to tell me when they're big, but mommy, you didn't do this and this. It's always going to be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'm starting a teacher training yoga next week. And I was scared of like, shit, like my, my girls are going to see me less because these are extent, you know, these are a lot of hours. And I was like, does it make me happy? Is it going to make me grow? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do it because mm. my girls are going to feel that energy. And, and guess what? Every time when I decide to do something, oh no, when they're this age, this age, there's always an excuse. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. what moms a lot do. Like mm. we wait and we wait and we wait. And I said, I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I know my, my girls right now don't understand that, but they are going to understand it. Yeah. They're going to see that I did things to make me happy and they are going to be happy too, you know? That's dope. Yeah. I love that. Where, mm-hmm. Where's the yoga tea? Teacher training? I'm going to do it um, with my friend Mimi. Mimi Yoga. Okay. In Miami. In Miami. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful message, though, that Mm -hmm. you just shared. Because I've experienced this, not personally, obviously, but 
through my interactions and my clients and students is mom guilt is a real thing, right? It's like that thought that nothing you do is going to be enough. Nothing you do is going to be right. There's always going to be something that you fuck up. And I think a lot of moms are pouring from an empty cup. They're putting their, their man in front of them. They're putting their kids in front of them and they're putting themselves last. Yeah. But understand that the most selfless thing that you can do for your children, your partner, whoever else is in your life is like pour into yourself, like make that a priority because then you're going to be able to show up in such a more powerful way. Yeah. And you're not going to feel like drained. You're not going to feel that resentment because you're giving to everyone else but yourself. Exactly. That shit must be exhausting. So exhausting. And then they blame the, the, the partner. I was there blaming, but it was just because I was letting it happen. It was, right. it was really my choices. So it's, it, it's always a choice, mm. you know, it's always yeah. a choice. And, but if we say yes or no, like, no, we're not going to do it. Oh no. Yeah. I stay here. Oh no. Okay. I'll take care of that. And then it becomes really a habit, a habit that becomes then very heavy. And then you start blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming and blaming. No, it was you. It was me. Facts. It was me that yeah. I let it happen. It was me. What would have happened if I said I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to go to my yoga class. Bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's, it's all about really perspective and, and I just, the, the thing that I, that I want whoever's listening to take from, from me or from this conversation is that we make decisions. It's, it's all, it's all a decision away and also stop being a victim when I stop being a victim mm. and telling the same story in a victim way in a victim way I saw a shift like nothing that happens to me is against me is is for me so if I wouldn't go through certain things I wouldn't be as humble as I am right now like I needed sometimes like really nasty experiences because I guess that's what I needed you know and I'm not saying that it was right what happened and if i could right now i could like press charges or whatever like i'm not saying don't press charge like please you know people yeah. people have to pay it's not like oh karma let it you know it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it just happened so long ago but i i stopped being a victim i start blaming anybody you know my mom my dad that situation at work this this and this and that and i like just see it as is a decision that I made. Yeah. A lesson that I needed to, to go through. Mm, yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's a valuable point. Something you mentioned earlier too about just kind of your experience with your mom and, and, and bridging that gap, kind of taking that separation and then coming back and really building that relationship back up. And like you mentioned, I think for anyone who is holding on to resentment towards one of their parents or both of their parents, just really take a step back and remember that they were raised by parents who were also raised by parents in completely different conditions. Yeah. You know, the 1920s, the 1940s, the 1960s, like the world was a different place. Yeah. And of course, they held on to some of that conditioning and brought it on to you. 
And that might have led to some fucked up things. I'm not saying to forget those things, but maybe you can start that forgiving process, which will not only potentially heal that relationship, but it's going to take that weight off of you. Do that shit for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, I know you were holding up numbers. Was that five? No, it's three. But we're good, right? You don't have to go anywhere other than lunch. Okay, we're good. We're good. Sorry. We're, we're not going to cut that out, by the way. We keep that shit raw, authentic. Um, yeah, no, I'm, 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 this, is, this is like opening up and expanding my mind, this conversation. Yeah. And I'm really grateful for it. And now we can talk about food. That's, and literally, I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, the first thing that you put, like, what are three things that you want to talk about? And you're like, intuitive eating. I'm like, fuck, we haven't talked about that. But... Before we do, you can eat the healthiest food. You can work out every day. Yeah. But if you don't fucking love yourself, then you're not going to have that experience that you desire because you're literally causing inflammation on a cellular level with those negative thought patterns, with those limiting beliefs. So I think it's important that we spent the first hour of this conversation talking about how to cultivate more self-love. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about food. Yeah. Intuitive eating, whatever you want to talk about food. The floor is yours. <laughs> well, Giselle. but now that you mentioned that, now I need to tell a story. <laughs> okay. Story because time. Because it does make sense where you can be eating a beautiful salad and drinking all the green juices and even doing yoga and doing all these things. But if there's something inside of you that needs to be dealt with, you know, that you're just keep blocking you're going to feel it. So and emotional um, blockages then transform to uh, physical symptoms, right? And uh, last year, yeah, last year, you know, um, I was eating the healthiest. You know, m- most restaurants were, were, you know, they were telling to put on masks and stuff. So I really wasn't eating, you know, out that much last year. And... Um, I was eating super healthy. That's what I'm trying to say. But something personal was happening. Something personal was happening. And then uh, I, I don't know. I was going to get extensions. Yeah, I know. It's a girl thing. I was going to get extensions. Like I wanted my long, I, I wanted longer hair. And then the person that was going to put the extensions on, she's like, Giselle, should I put your extensions uh, above or below the scar? And I'm like, what scar are you talking about? And she's like, the one you have on your like scalp. And I'm like, can you take a picture and show it to me? So when she showed me the picture, it was like, I had a bald spot like this. Really? This size. Yeah. I freaked out and it was like here, it was like in the middle. I don't know how I didn't realize that I had that, but I did know that it was caused by stress. So I already knew what I was holding on to and what I needed to, the decision I needed to, to take, you know? And um, I'm sharing this story because I eat very healthy. And at that time, I wasn't going out eating out. So you can see everything was organic, everything I was cooking, but there was this stressful thing that was happening that I was just holding on to. And I thought I was, I was eating my ashwagandha and I was, <laughs> you know, like all of my herbs and, and mushrooms and everything, but some things are just too strong to, 
for all the adaptogens or whatever you can take. And uh, it was kind of like a, it was a wake up call for yeah. me. Yeah. So um, for me, intuitive eating is leaving that um, mentality of like diet, you know, like, for and sure. I was one of those where I got so excited to start a new diet and I would start and it would be so cool. And then I would just feel weird, you know, like, or I like, I don't want to finish it or it was just like working out. And then another diet would come and I'm like, yeah, okay. And then yeah, I would yeah, start yeah. it and it would that feel novelty. like, and it would be like, I would feel like the adrenaline of starting something new. And then again, I would be just like, after like few or three weeks, I would be like, oh, like okay, I'm, okay, I'll eat this. I'll eat this. Right. And then I just started noticing that pattern, you know, and, um, I started, it didn't happen from one day to another because I started being like vegan and then I was craving again, like animal protein. And then, you know, like I was like introducing like these foods, uh, one by one. And, uh, and I got to a point where I don't have a title of, of, of the way I'm eating, yeah. you know, I can say, yeah, I eat plant-based, but a lot of people think that plant-based is only plants where it's really the base. It's really a base, you know? Exactly. So, um, but for me, it's more intuitive eating is what is it that I feel like eating? Like, honestly, like what is my body asking? Even when you go to the supermarket, what, you know, if you're like aligned and you're like just feeling it, like what are the foods that are, that, that your body's craving? What are the colors that, that your body's craving? Mm. Like getting into this connection with your body is so important because so many people are disconnected from their body. They're just following something or someone or a book and they're just doing it because they just want to do it. But when yeah. you start like listening to your body and start like just paying attention to what your body needs, it's just, it's just amazing. And intuition, how I said at the beginning is a lot of exploring and experimenting because yes. We are so different, each one of us. And one day you are feeling like this and the other day you're feeling like that. Yeah. And we're also going through different situations and emotional shit, you know? So right. sometimes we can eat this, but then sometimes our body is like reacting differently to mm. that. So yeah. that's why I say we are our experiment. And if we don't experiment with our body, then how are you going to know what yes and what no? Yeah. So intuition is really also about that, about, yeah. about trying things, about, about reading your body. What is good after you eat? How do you feel? Do you get sleepy? Do you get gassy? Don't normalize those symptoms. Yeah. Don't normalize. I think like, oh yeah, like I have constipation. Like, yeah. For how long? I've, I've always been like that. Don't normalize that. Yeah. Like you need to be like pooping, like two or three times a day, you know? Yeah. And um, it's just really having that connection with with your body. Because, yeah, we are spirit, you know? We are energy. But there's a reason this is here. Yeah. There's a reason this is here. And... and Giselle, Giselle's <laughs> over here flexing her guns. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we're yeah, like, I got you. <laughs> we're just... We're, this is here, and we need to take care of it. Yeah. How are we going to go through life with the things that we want to do if, if this is not working? Yeah. If this is not working. And I do believe that we have to eat nutritious food, clean food, you know, to protect this 
and to get clear messages, right? Yes. But I also feel that we can have, like, we can go to our favorite restaurants and have dessert and have this and this and that. And for me, you, how you vibrate is what you're receiving as food. So you can be eating a beautiful salad, angry, and you can be eating, let's say, a croissant, super happy and enjoying it. What's going to vibrate better? What's going to go best with your body? Mm, a croissant. The croissant. Maybe, maybe even a chocolate croissant. Mm -mm, so If good. you're like me, you oh fuck God. with those sack, chocolate sack the baker. So good. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me, I, when I was in Costa Rica a couple months ago, and there's this woman on the street selling, uh, fuck, what are those called? They're very big in Colombia, I think, and maybe Venezuela Arepa? too. Arepa? Arepas. Uh -huh. She's making arepas. And like, I knew she was frying them in fucking canola oil, soybean oil, yeah. all the shit. But she was infusing so much love into those arepas. And when I ate that with so much intention, I was like just thinking about the love that she put into it. So good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I totally resonate with that. Um, and everything else that you said, like I'm so anti-diet, like the word diet has die in it yeah. for a reason because they're all highly restrictive and they're not sustainable. Yeah. yeah. And for all of the people, I don't know if you get any people on your page talking shit but like the people that crack me up are the people that are all about calories you just need to be in a calorie deficit and they're treating food like it's just a means of energy like it's a calorie yeah. right so 1500 calories of twinkies and twix bars and all of that nonsense to them is the equivalent of 1500 calories of an avocado extra virgin olive oil and a grass-fed steak yeah it's like, no, dude, like, no, food is so much more than calories. Yeah. And I love the way that you approach it in terms of like listening to your body, mm -hmm. like really listen. Yeah. You know, for me, the most important thing is to, to, so that I'm going to say women, cause that's like my, my niche, let's say that's the energy I attract for me. It's so important that, that they understand the the science behind the plants, but also that they know that plants have codes mm. and that they're not only that they're not only going to be good for us physically and nutrition to clean our body, but it's also something that happens emotionally. There's like a release when we're eating certain foods that helps us process things like yeah. start unblocking things it's codes you know it's mm. like plants plants are codes they have they have this information that that when you start eating more plants you just you just you just feel it and that's why i felt it when i start when i drank my first green juice i just i, I just felt something and i i can't i i felt like i was like i never did like drugs but i felt like a drug to me and uh it was just it was just unbelievable and you can't unfeel that either. Once you once you experience like that higher being, yeah, it's like you it happened. That's an experience. Like you can't just erase it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting you. No, no, no. But it's it's so true. And when I do these programs like seven day reset or twenty one day reset, like anything that I do with that involves food, 
that's what I want them to experience. I don't want to change the way they're eating, but I do want to show them how whatever you're eating, just, just add more plants to it, you know? Mm. So, so this is the, this is the recipe and it's plant based only. You can, if you want to add your, your, you know, um, your animal protein, your fish or your salmon, just do it, you know, but feel the medicine of, of eating the plants. Two things I want to mention, two things I want to ask slash mention. One of the very cool things that most people also don't understand until they actually experience mushrooms is that it heightens your self-awareness so much. So you might see a food that you typically used to eat, but now you see it from a higher intelligence and you might see the grease, you might see the package, the process, the plastic, the disgusting poison that you used to put inside your body. And now you're like, like I'm this fucking divine being. Why would I ever put that shit in my body? Yeah. You know, so a lot of my students, like they come in and obviously they want to clean up different things of their life, nutrition being one of them. And we follow a lot of the same principles you spoke about. And then when you infuse some medicine in there too, it's like, oh, wow. I'm so much more tapped into what my body needs right now. Yeah. What makes it feel most optimal. Yeah. What I deserve. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, like your food is a reflection of how much you love yourself, in my opinion. Yeah. Food, whatever you put in your body is like a form of self-love. And also the, the, the way you the way you eat it and the vibration in the state you are is, yeah, it's, it's, it's all self-love. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, you mentioned a lot of plants, but you also mentioned that you started reintroducing some animal based protein. So what is like, what are, I guess I want to ask you, what are like three to five foods that you personally infuse into your day-to-day regimen that you think most people should also infuse because they'll benefit. I know everybody's different, right? Everyone's unique in the way they metabolize and digest, but what are three to five foods that are staples for you? Okay. Like food, like, like to eat, right? Yes. Like I know food to eat, but it could be like superfoods and stuff like that. But we're talking about food that we're going to go to the supermarket and buy. Right. Okay. So for me, like, uh, like number one is like cruciferous, like broccoli, cauliflower or Brussels sprouts are amazing. Even for they're really detox and for cleaning the liver they are the best um greens like uh like spinach watercress arugula i always have that on my on my on my plates um what else do you what cook else? the brussels sauerkraut and cauliflower and stuff are you cooking that with extra virgin olive oil what do you use i'm cooking i it depends Depends. I think, yeah, I think I put an extra virgin olive oil because I just like drizzle it and then I put it in the oven. Okay, cool. And, uh, and yeah, I can do it also with, uh, with coconut oil. Okay. Yeah. But for me, like talk like oils is another big topic. Huge. Because I think I have another story to tell, but I don't know if we have time, but, um, so I, I, how many foods do I have? Three? Oh no, four. Um, like a fermented cabbage. Okay. And then five mushrooms. <laughs> yes. Mushrooms. Yeah. So those are my top five. Okay. I have many tops, but, but you, like, you only okay. said five. So my question 
in regards to those five foods. Yeah. I'm sure they're all healthy and delicious. Yeah. Right. Where are the omega threes coming from? With oh, those five. But that's it. Look, so of course. So five is like too too little. <laughs> okay. So tell me where these omega three fatty acids yeah, are. Yeah, so I'll get from. the salmon. I get wild cut salmon. I okay. love salmon. I, I eat salmon like two times a week. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um what else? Yeah. And protein? Salmon you, is protein. I know. Well, I love wild caught salmon. <laughs> but I'm saying, are you infusing like, are you also infusing like grass fed meat? Um, so I eggs, pasture raised eggs. Yeah. So I the chicken. I don't eat. I'm not saying that I'm never gonna eat. I just I'm. It's not something that I'm that I'm connecting right now. But then I stopped eating red meat for two for two years. Mm. And uh, at the end of last year, I just started craving it so much so i recently started cooking my own meat you know like i buy it and i cook it with my energy mm. yeah there was like this resistance of me cooking it like this guilt right and i i feel like by me buying it you know like a good quality meat and and me cooking it I just like release something yeah. and it's, it just feels, it just feels great, you know? Amazing. And I don't put labels on my type of eating. And I always say like, I'm not eating this right now, but I don't know what's going to happen in a month, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah, I don't lot. like to judge what people are eating. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. Like, there's so, yeah. just seasons. That's how like humans evolve too, is like seasons. Yeah. You would go months without eating this thing and then months with eating that same thing. Yeah, like I could go, I could go two weeks just eating like, you know, instead of salmon or like, or, or meat or I can go with uh, eating chickpeas and, and lentils. Like I really just listen to my body. Like sometimes really my body doesn't need the protein at that yeah. moment, you know, but sometimes depends if I'm, if I'm working out a lot, I do have this, this craving of, of adding, you know, these things to, sure. to my diet. So yeah. just listening. Mm-hmm. I want to just look at my page of notes. This is just a good lesson for anyone listening and watching. It's like always good to have a plan and like structure. I think it's really important to balance. Like it's kind of like balancing those masculine and feminine energies, right? Like you want to have that structure, but you also want to be free to flow. Totally. But sometimes we need to be responsible because that could be a little like this intuitive eating and feeling good of like, making choices of what we want to eat at that moment sometimes like our ego just gets in the way mm. like there's something like th- there's something that happened to me like physically like I, I was just getting like little dots like allergy you know and sometimes like little like pimp like pimples like what is going on so i was just like okay yeah i went through an emotional you know um situation mm. this this but i was just putting excuses excuses and i was drinking every day in my coffee and in my smoothie oat milk from this famous brand do you know which one i'm talking about oatly yeah oh yeah oatly yo hey oatly ceo founder you put so much trash in that shit man how can soybean oil all the gums all the carrageens it's terrible starbucks uses it sorry i don't interrupt you oatly califia farms you guys recently hit me up to do a collab. I wouldn't do it because y'all still put shit in there. The only one is milk. You milk. Y'all do it right. Three ingredients. It's freaking filtered water, organic oats, and sea salt. 
That's yeah, all the that one that is in. three ingredients because they have one that is five ingredients that they add other shit. Maltas? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, but they oh, have wow. the three ingredient one. At least there's there's an option there. Okay, so but, but I'm yeah. a dick. I completely interrupted <laughs> you. Okay, talk talk shit. No, about no, no. You're you're passionate about what you talk, about, and it's 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 completely understandable. And I really don't talk. I don't I don't bad talk about brands. Like, that's one thing I don't do. Like, if I don't like something, I just stop using it. But this became very, like, because I, I, I knew a lot of people were drinking this milk. And so for months and months and months and months, something was happening to my face where I was blaming either, yeah, my emotional, like, whatever I was going through. Um, or I was even blaming the chocolate. Or even, I even blamed, the, the like, the gluten-free oatmeal that I was, that I was uh, eating. I blamed... The lemon. I was just blaming so many things. And then, honestly, I'm like, why didn't I want to read Oatly Ingredients? Because I was addicted to that milk. Mm. And I didn't want to read it. Yeah. And I read the ingredients. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Rapeseed oil is canola oil. I'm not even addict. I'm not even enjoying this coffee because of the coffee. It's because of the milk. There's this addiction that brings you, you know, to this, you know, and I, w I was loving this. As soon as I stopped drinking that milk, my skin changed. It healed. It healed. And it happened so instantly that I just shared it. And so many people wrote to me saying that they were having skin problems and digestive problems for so long and that they were also drinking that milk. And it became personal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> because well, I'm like, you know, and I did. I, <laughs> and I did what I and I was just like, I can't believe it, you know, because this is one of the things that it's a small percentage that. You multiply it every day, every month, and then boom. That's when, when your body's like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. It doesn't know what it is. It doesn't know even, it doesn't even know how to digest it. It just stays there like a fucking bomb, you know, until right, you right, right. poof. Okay. You know? Yeah. But sometimes this self-love requires discipline. Mm. I'm like, I know this milk is causing this. I just need to cut it off. Yeah. You know, so it depends really sometimes of the symptoms you have to start making choices. Yeah. It's crazy how one ingredient, one food can really cause so much inflammation. And I have a similar story where I had really bad acne and I tried Accutane and all the other things. And I simply started removing dairy pasteurized dairy, like the most common type in America. And within a week, my skin started clearing up and I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I dove deeper and I actually discovered that I'm lactose intolerant. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I'm 24 years old and not one doctor told me that I'm lactose intolerant. So it's very important, like you mentioned, to be more curious yes. about what you're putting into your body and how that input is affecting your output both physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So yeah. I love that. And I'm pretty sure Santiago has been telling me to wrap up, but like, <laughs> bro, you got to hit me on. I, that's why I have my phone. So you can text me and I'll like tune in. Cause when I get in flow state, like time isn't even existent. Um, but I do want to ask you a couple like final wrap up questions mm -hmm. if you're open to it. So 
I want you to imagine that it's your final supper. Okay. It's your final supper here in this dimension. And you get to choose three people to have that final supper with. Can't be any family. Can't be your daughters. I know. Um, I want to know who you're choosing. Uh, dead or alive is okay. And I want to know, uh, what are you having for your final supper? Like, what are you going to cook up? So hold on. No family? No family. So just friends, I guess? You can. You, friends or maybe somebody that you've always wanted to connect with and ask questions. Is that supposed to be happening? Oh, shit. Look at my arm. <laughs> okay. We're good. Uh-huh. So yeah. just so just friends. So okay. <laughs> I got I got diverted. I got diverted. Okay, okay. So final supper. Can you ask another question? <laughs> no. Final supper. Final supper. Okay. You get to choose three people to share that dinner with. Can't be friends. Can't be family. Oh, it can't be friends? Maybe it's three people that you've always wanted to connect with. Maybe you can, you can ask them any questions. You can gain any sort of insights. And then I also want to know what you're having for that supper. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> this, is, <laughs> this is like a weird... Okay, I can. I'm gonna start telling you what it, what, what we're gonna have, and then let's see if like okay. <laughs> start like. So I would have like my favorite plate is like rice curry lentils with like plantains and a salad. Like let's say like spinach, arugula, tomatoes, cucumber, and carrots. And uh, who do I want to sit with? <laughs> So, is there anyone that's maybe inspired you on this journey? Is there anyone that you look up to that you maybe follow and you love to kind of dive deeper with that person? So, like, like I feel like it's family. <laughs> okay. It can be family. That's um, good that you would like to, that supper to be with family because I'm sure. 99% of people are like, my final sub, I don't yeah, want to see my like, family. I, I just feel like I, I, I didn't know my, 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 I actually, like, I feel like I don't know, like, my grandma, I do know, like, things, and I understand, but I feel like I, my, my grandpa, like, I, I feel like I just want to sit down with him and, and just have, like, conversations to understand a little bit more. Um, well, Giselle. I know you're facing some resistance during this question, <laughs> so I'm going to allow you to get back to me. I expect a text response within 24 hours. <laughs> okay. But that's cool that you'd want to connect with some of your relatives that you didn't have the chance to have meaningful conversations with to kind of understand them better. Yeah. And hear their story. Yeah. I'm trying to see like, oh, what singer or what, it, like, always, like, and I just don't, I don't know. I can't think about it. And I don't want to like, just start telling you something, you know? For sure, for sure. Yeah. I'm curious, what's the best advice that you've ever received? Ooh. I feel like one of the things that has helped me a lot is something that we talked about during during this talk, this hour, is about 
you know, that there are no mistakes. There are only lessons. And uh, that these lessons exist so we can evolve. Mm. And so we can understand what yes and what no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> cool. Um, what book are you reading right now? Women <laughs> Run With Wolves. Women, women Run, with, run wolves. with Wolves. That's a tug twister. <laughs> Yo, Women Run With Wolves. Women <laughs> Run With Wolves. The Women Who Run With Wolves. Yeah. Nice. And what are you most excited about right now, personally, professionally? I feel like, I think it's like this, what, what I feel here right now is that for so many years, I've said like, oh, I'm not ready like there were, to do a podcast. And it's been like two years where I'm like, oh, no, it's not the right time. It's not the right time. It's mm. not the right time. And I feel that there, there are a lot of messages where it's telling me like, Giselle, like it is time, you know? So I feel that has me like, like excited inside because it's really like a decision that I have to do and see what insecurities or excuses I'm putting myself, you know, to just keep like, you know, like just procrastinating this. And uh, also my teacher training yoga that's starting next week. Those Amazing. are the two things. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Giselle, I want to acknowledge you for showing up here and just really being very open and honest and authentic and vulnerable. <laughs> I learned a lot. And um, I'm really excited for the world to hear this. And I'm really excited to continue building a friendship. And I'm here to support you with your endeavors in any way possible. Um, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you do? So if they go to my um, Instagram, Giselle.LVO, like the link is going to be there for like my web. And then they can have a glimpse of what I what I do. And also my TikTok is also Giselle.LVO. You want and, TikTok? Let's see you, what's good. And you can uh, and I have my links there, too. Amazing, yeah. guys. So make sure to follow Giselle because, I mean, you guys can already get a sense of her her mindset and the way that she approaches her life and the way that she approaches her clients' lives, you know? And I think her approach is a very healthy one, one that's going to get you results, not just in the short term, but also in the long term. You know, that sustainable, intuitive approach, I think, is what we need more of. So... Thank you so much. Is there any final message you got for the world? No, that's it. I think we talked about everything and, and just, you know, just peace and love and have fun. <laughs> Amazing. Appreciate you guys for listening, watching. Much love. Peace. <laughs> Bye. We out here. <laughs> oh, my goodness, fam. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did because I thought it was so courageous of Giselle to share her story so openly, vulnerably, and authentically. And I want to remind you that your story deserves to be shared too. You have so much power and potential inside of you. And if you feel like this conversation, this podcast, this episode, this conversation inspired you in any way, I would love, I would appreciate if you dove deeper with Giselle, with myself, do not hesitate to take action on your health, on your happiness, on your life. So if you want to connect, 
with myself, Giselle, all of those links are in the show notes. And if you feel called to leave a review for this podcast, please do, because that allows us to reach more people and impact more lives. And please, finally, do not forget that you are loved, you are supported, and you are appreciated. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much, and I'll see you next time.